0: from chico california this is the barbless fly fishing podcast where we discuss norcal fly fishing guiding fishery science and management conservation and more no better fish better here's your host hogan brown
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Barbless Podcast. My name is Hogan Brown, and uh, thanks for listening today. I got a, a good friend coming on today. Most of you may not know him, but you you, you probably have read his words or uh, stared at something that he's organized on a glossy sheet of paper. And uh, <laughs> I'd like to welcome Mr. Tom Bai, the, uh, the owner, the founder, the creator, editor, janitor, and... Uh, probably human resources officer at the Drake (laughs) magazine, (laughs) the one man operation. I should correct that. Is it a one man operation? Is the Drake a one Uh, man?
0: Right now it's about one and a half. I I have uh, my niece out in Oregon working for me um, and doing a lot of the subscriber type stuff, but it's, temporary like a lot of people in yeah. the situation over the yeah. past year but i've had at times never really more than a couple people that were true like on salary yeah you know jeff Mueller and don weaver were both i mean don was around for like seven and a half years and she was awesome just got a cool new job um and then jeff Mueller uh was kind of right hand man there for seven or eight years and as is often the case, you know, it's either you have someone bad that you can't get rid of or you have someone great that gets hired away and <laughs> in that's his so case. true. That's yeah, so yeah. true. I mean, rather lose them that way, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um and then I should of course mention Elliot because he he started our podcast. Yeah. And uh no offense to you or any other podcaster, but he's just a real pro at it. It's what he does for a living, you know? So, yeah, no, he's, he's
1: definitely a professional. You have, you have no, there's no hard feelings when you tell me I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a professional. <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he did. He really, he, you know, it's, it's funny because when he started making those for the Drake, I wasn't a podcast person at all. You know, I, yeah, i never, I wasn't stuck in rush hour traffic or I never yeah. really had listened to it. And he had made two or three before, I started getting emails on how oh, your podcast is great, and like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I should, probably, I should probably check it out. <laughs> and and I was like, holy shit, he's he's really good at this. Oh, um, dude, he's
1: got like the silky smooth like NPR voice, you know? Right, what I mean?
0: Well, no, and it's so funny because like a lot of those guys are really good at it. They consider NPR that's kind of like a criticism, right? Oh, really?
1: Okay, okay.
0: I mean, it, I, I agree because I, I, I love NPR, but yeah. I think, uh, I think if you're, if you're in that world, that's like,
1: don't say that. Uh, don't say don't that. Yeah. Really. You don't want to be that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, just everything. He has all the audio down and, and
1: yeah. you know, it's,
0: yeah. a, it's just really good storyteller. Of totally. So like, yeah, if he got hired away by somebody that paid real money and, but he's, he's making, uh, six of them for us this summer. He just finished the second one. That's awesome. So he's kind of, is doing some freelance work for it, which is great. Cool. Well, but, so yeah. for
1: our listeners, tell, tell our listeners if, unless, you know, I, 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 assume most people know what the Drake magazine is. Uh, but for the listeners kind of tell us what it is.
0: A uh, quarterly fly fishing magazine. That is not really instructional based at all. And on that was. uh, I think at the time it was. I started it, which now is.
1: I looked back the first twenty three
0: f- years ago. Yeah, <laughs>
1: nineteen ninety eight, and like yeah. that 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 like made me feel old too because I remember reading it when it was very very new. You know right, what I mean? And it was right. one of those moments where I was like, "Holy shit, that's been a oh fuck oh okay. yeah." yeah. <laughs>
0: no, it, it's a, it's a long time, but in fairness, those. First years were pretty rough. I mean, uh, not like struggling financially because I was not making any money from it. That wasn't how I was yeah. made it. I was a fishing guide and rafting guide and, you know, in a ski town. So doing everything that people do yeah. in those situations, working at the brew pub and everything else. But then um, for the first, really the first 10 years of the magazine, it was just a, Annual because six of those years I was working staff member at ski magazines.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cause I remember, <laughs> I remember starting reading it probably like 2001, 2002. Mm hmm. Yeah. That,
0: that was, uh, you know, the circulation was picking up. Yeah. At that time. And, and but still, I was like, well, I need to s- not lose money on it before I can. <laughs>
1: yeah oh <laughs> try yeah to, try to live on it um but well yeah, it's like a lot of hobbies right like it's like right. you know i mean i make music and the goal is not to lose money and i make this podcast yeah. and the goal is not to lose money <laughs> you know what i mean right. like ain't yeah. anybody quitting their day jobs off of you know a lot of the stuff we do so
0: sure i mean i had the writing and editing background so i i kind of always had that
1: kind yeah.
0: of dialed in even though it got better over the years as i had a lot of great editors myself and things like that yeah but everything else as far as running a business and tre- you know five thousand magazines doesn't sound like a lot until they're stacked in your closet <laughs> and you're trying to figure out how to totally <laughs> distribute them i mean I, I i had given virtually zero thought to that <laughs> I and mean, it's basically friends of mine that have in the back of a truck and oh you're going to west yellowstone here bring these, so you know yeah, And that that was kind of what it was in the beginning. But um, by the time I left powder in 07, it was, it was doing well. And that's when I it went to twice a year and then eventually quarterly at 2011. So, and ever since then, that's been made that's a living nuts. off of it. Yeah. So, and,
1: and you, I mean, you, I see you fairly regularly. You look nourished and healthy. You don't look like you're starving. <laughs> So
0: <laughs> no, no, not starving. Yeah. Got another mouth to feed her. because so I got the yellow lab yeah. uh, this past winter. Yeah. Uh, but she's, uh, yeah. She looks healthy too. I've seen some
1: pictures of her, you know, <laughs> she yeah. looks like she's getting her shots and she's getting fed. So
0: <laughs> yeah, she's definitely, she's, she's great.
1: So mm-hmm. what led you down? Cause I've, you know, for those that don't know, the Drake is, I always describe it as like a literary magazine. Like it's writing it's writing about the culture and the sport and all the experiences of fly fishing. Is that accurate?
0: Uh, I think, I think that's half accurate. Yeah. It certainly is a literary magazine for those literary type stories. You know, I've read fiction and a lot of essays, especially those short one or two pagers. Yeah. They're called tippets, you know, and that was really, wasn't really being done when it started but that is certainly one of the reader's favorite sections and it's always something new you know there's i'd be shocked if i went through almost every issue i've done has been some new voice in there
1: oh yeah so that
0: that that's a huge part of the literary side of it—I mean, Gray's Sporting Journal, that sort of thing—back at the time was doing those sorts of pieces, but really just for their annual fishing issue, you know. Um, as far as the fiction and the long-form journalism, but where it veers away from literary, in my mind or definition, is—is is there's also quite a bit of journalism in it and i i feel like that that's something that i am really proud of and it's something that's a lot of work but it's important i think yeah. as far as reporting I, if you hear snoring that's lily underneath the desk it's perfect not me. perfect Just, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the, those two things were both a little unique as far as doing you know, a a reported type piece that takes weeks, months, sometimes years to complete. And that's yeah. something that I I'm um, very proud of having in the magazine. Not yeah. every issue, but occasionally.
1: No, no, that that's that's good because I kinda I, I spend I gravitate more towards in your magazine to the like writing, the literary stuff. But yeah, yeah. as yeah. soon as you're saying that it's like, Oh yeah, there's always news in there about it's news. It's and it's 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 issue oriented news and sometimes it's interesting news like just it, it, yeah no you're right
0: it ends up being the almost always the last part of the magazine that goes together either because yeah. it's a, it's a it's a lengthy deeper dive some people may have heard the topic or seen it you know in a in a press release or on Instagram or something but not a deeper look at that particular yeah, issue. it's
1: kinda like I I grew up with my dad and mom watching sixty minutes. You right, know what I mean? It's right, it's kinda right. like it kinda it's kinda like that where it's like, I know about that, but wow, I right. didn't learn yeah, you just, know,
0: and just, it's it's uh it's harder to get those pieces because there aren't as many journalists as there are writers. Yeah. You know, but it's funny over the past. I don't know, five, six years or so, being a reporter or a journalist has kind of become cool, right? I mean, it's, uh, there's almost always, like every Netflix documentary, they talk to some small town journalist that stumbled across this great story that ended up being, you know, or there's even, uh, I don't know what has really caused it, but there's an awful lot of news being made out there. and, And even though a lot of these, people maybe didn't start in newspapers which was the case a couple decades ago or so yeah. there's there's uh certainly people that have are studying that skill and know how to do get interviews and quotes and things like that so yeah but that it's a it's the hardest work out of any of the things that go into the magazine but I think it's yeah. also really important because there's obviously a lot of stories that don't get reported that should be
1: yeah oh absolutely <laughs> on the
0: conservation side right that's a huge yeah. part
1: Yeah. Now, because I think I originally was interested in your magazine when I first picked it up at the fly shop I was working at. I kind of dug into it in that it it reminded me of like a like old zine or like a a skate punk magazine that I would read. You know, there was a magazine in Sacramento at the time called Heckler. And it was like, I remember. Yeah. Right. Like it was like, it was like the heckler of fly fishing you know what I mean it just was kind of this it was more about the culture of the sport less about like how to do it like which every fly fishing magazine in the world at the time was like right did you did you read those magazines i mean did you come out of that like kind of punk rock skateboard snowboard scene where like that was you know thrasher magazine heckler or did yeah, you
0: all those were in some ways influence like I wasn't much of a skater but in terms of just the voice and all that I mean it it was probably as much like the onion or a lot of these sort of a lot of the like in ski towns there were a lot of these smaller just local papers that put out just much more honest looks at what the culture was all about Yeah, and and Yes. And at first, I mean, there were people that were just shocked that I would talk about (laughs) weed or, you know, use the F word and all that sort of stuff. And I was always like, well, you don't have to get the magazine, but that's what it's going to be. Yeah, It's it's more common now because it's all over. You can see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all that sort of thing. But um, I just think it's a, if I was going to represent the culture, I was going to represent the culture that I knew. And at the time I was a fishing guide i knew how we talked yeah and the things that concerned us i mean in that regard it was i was influenced heavily by a lot of the ski movies that were coming out at the time yeah if, if, if you were talking about some of the stuff like how to kind of magazines like warren miller was the big name in ski movies and still is yeah. right oh for sure but that was the film that people who skied once a year watched or yeah. they took their week long vacation. Yeah. But the people that were really living in the ski towns, are hardcore skiers, that was matchstick TGR, which came around that same time in the mid nineties yeah. and, and really showed, you know, those guys had been invited to go ski for Warren Miller. And they're like, we're skiing this. It's like low angle. heli. you know, I want to yeah. ski that, you know, yeah. to point to some sort of, so that, that was kind of, um, an influence in that way of being like hey let's talk about what the what real fly fishers do so yeah hike. you know don't think twice about hiking 10 miles to do something or or totally paddling some gnarly shit or whatever you know so yeah, that was certainly a big part there it.
1: it was funny because it was you know it was probably the first magazine that I connected with, you know, and I reading fly fisherman magazine or American angler, mm-hmm. some of these, it was like, I remember growing up in fly shops and working in fly shops. I didn't, I didn't see myself in those magazines. I, I felt like I was reading my dad's magazine. You know right. what I mean? And when well, I, those,
0: and those magazines are really important. They're for, for people who are starting out in the sport. Totally. Right? And but they're, after you and, already know how to do it. Then what do you read? Well, yeah, and they've
1: been around forever, right? Like I'm reading, I mean, these magazines are staples, they're historic, it's like reading Rolling Stone, you know what I mean? It's been there forever, and I remember picking up the Drake and being like, oh, this guy is talking to me. Like this is, you know, like this isn't my dad's magazine, you know what I mean? It was like, you know, so... I do.
0: But what's funny now is I look back on that, just like a guiding career. Like yeah, when I was, I was guiding in Grand Teton National Park and the upper snake. And I thought I was this great fly fisherman
1: totally,
0: because I really knew this 20 miles of river <laughs> in Wyoming and I didn't yeah. know shit. Right. Yeah. And right. that was the same thing with, with the Drake. You know, I, I, I look back on those Stories. I mean, the writing and stuff was good, but I didn't, I'd never been saltwater fly fishing in my life. I didn't know yeah. anything, yeah. you know? And so that part of it is really, it's really fun and, and really is what has kept me so interested and intrigued because there's always some sort of new aspect of fly fishing that you haven't done. I mean, skiing, paddling, that sort of stuff. If you have those skills, you can tour all over the world and get some of that culture yeah. But you're still skiing down snow in the same way or paddling like you would if you were back home. Yeah. With fly fishing though, you add the different species into it and it just changes everything. That's an you interesting
1: know? perspective cuz you know, it's I was kind of you know, I knew you came out of the ski industry and y- you kind of saw that industry I-, I I don't know, dare I say really nearly die. I mean, skiing is from what I understand, not doing really well. And I can speak to my own is like, I can't afford to go skiing. You know what I mean? Right.
0: That's a, that's a problem.
1: You know, like Um, I, I grew up in a mountain town. I grew up on the snowboard team at my high school and I look at taking mm -hmm. my family of four skiing now. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. Right. Um,
0: Although I I have to say that when it comes to skiing, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I, I'm not driving up I 70 to go to Vail Resort. And I'm saying that as somebody that for many years could do it all for free,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, I was an
0: editor of Powder. I could go wherever I wanted. Yeah, but I, I've still got to get on this freeway, stay on that line, and stay on that line. And yep. it it is uh, something that I don't even know if fly fishing as a sport or an industry, if if we really realize how fortunate we are that you can go to Bass Pro or walmart or something i mean you can spend a 100 bucks and be fully outfitted to go totally. out and catch a or bass totally. you know and it, you spend your you know 10 20 bucks on a license in a lot of states and you and you're good to go you yeah. know you can do it any anywhere and i but i do think that there is a a risk of portraying fly fishing as far more expensive or not as accessible as it really is yeah when we do, and I've tried really hard to avoid that. I and mean, I've taken a lot of the super expensive trips that if I didn't own a magazine, I would never in a million years be able to go on. Yeah, but always try to offset those with the dirt baggy
1: <laughs> camping. Totally, you know the blue, that, you the think, blue collar trip.
0: <laughs> right, and, and and skiing had that if you were really into the backcountry scene. Yeah, um, but those areas like fishing are getting. More crowded, and and you need to know what the hell you're doing back there, you know. Yeah, and and, uh, and so that I think that's why you're seeing a lot of those backcountry locations. They have the same conversations that we have about rivers that used to be,
1: yeah, not crowded for sure. Um,
0: but it's a lot more work to do in skiing.
1: <laughs> yeah, up, up there. Um, so with the Drake man, I mean, you 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 run. I mean, and you've pretty diversified in that, you know, you have a very good digital presence as well as you run this print magazine, um, <clears throat> running a print magazine in 2021. If, if you told people that that's what you were going to do to make a living, they'd probably tell you you were crazy with what is essentially, you know, it seems like every year a new magazine goes out of business or turns into uh you know, it was once a weekly magazine. Now it's a monthly magazine, right? So right. you know, like how have you decided or worked through what is essentially the death of your medium? You know, how has that struggle been (laughs) or is it a struggle? You know?
0: No, I mean, it, it is, it's always a struggle. Just, just working, uh, in any industry that doesn't look like it has a future and, (laughs) you know, yeah. Um, But if I'm being honest, I I was far more worried about that ten years ago than I am now. Yeah, and and part of that is just the nature of the online reading experience. I mean, it's um, yeah, it it's a lot less expensive to have a presence online or start a fly fishing magazine online. Yeah, but the internet has a noise problem, right?
1: Yeah, for I sure.
0: Mean, you need to be able to find it. It's no longer build it and they will come. Yeah. <laughs> because they have to be able to find it. And, and on a platform like that, that a lot of people are, when they're reading, um, it just gets, people just get tired of having to shut all the ads and yeah, is, you know, is my is my identity being compromised. All the things that you hear about in the news yeah, I think is wearing on people. And it certainly did during the pandemic. As much as everyone was online ordering everything from Amazon and everything else, I think people yeah. just needed a break for it. I'm saying that based on you know the number of subscribers that I continue to get. And, yeah. and I think um, there is still certainly something about a print ad is just, it's one of the few ads that people aren't trying to avoid.
1: Yeah. 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 That's really interesting. (laughs) They they take in
0: that. I think those ads in the magazine, it's as much people look at those as much as the editorial.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: I've said this before, but people that used to ask me, are you worried about, you know, digital or whatever? I mean that, if you're even asking about one or the other, then you really haven't paid much attention to either the platforms I'm on or just the industry at all. Anyone that wanted to get the Drake magazine digitally can do it. Yeah. And, and it's more affordable. And if I'm speaking with my wallet, I'm saying... Everybody get the digital <laughs> I
1: mean I'm paying a
0: forty thousand dollar print bill four times a year. Yeah. That I would love to get rid of.
1: Yeah, for sure. But that's
0: not how it works. Like people yeah. just and there's also something to be said about you only have so much room in a print magazine, so you're much more careful about what goes in there. I mean it's yeah, you know, people talk about the oh, I made this post on Instagram or whatever, and I I don't know if I really should admit. I'm like, yeah think about that when I'm doing it spending 40 grand and then sending it out to 30,000 people. How much do you think I think about what goes in that? Oh yeah. Cause I can't just press delete. Right. I mean, no, that,
1: no, you, you can't recall the magazine.
0: <laughs> no, no. So, but I, I do think that there is, I mean, there's, there's just something to be said about the, editorial and i take it really seriously i really don't get the question much anymore but those those first 10 15 years when whenever i even had someone ask me about yeah well if i bought an ad on this page could you write a review of it on that page and uh i'd be like yeah i could do that once And then you'd, and then the magazine will go away. I mean, you think people don't know that that's what these reviews are about? It doesn't even make sense when people ask, I'd walk them through it. And and I thought, well, we really think that the editorial is worth more. I was like, really? Well, tell me, tell me why you think that? Well, just people just tend to trust it more. And they just think, it. I'm like, okay, I agree. So if I put the editorial here and the ad next to it, now we have two things that are worth nothing, <laughs> because people know that you. Di- I mean, it, it just doesn't even. Yeah. it Never makes sense in the long run. It's you like could, the
1: retargeting uh, ad from the last thing you looked at at Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're right. like, oh, oh, right. wow, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> don't get
0: me wrong. I the my advertisers mean the world to me, and I couldn't do what I do without them. Yeah. But if you lose credibility with your readers, then you're done.
1: Oh and yeah. That is yeah. the
0: most important. Yeah. And I've I've had that mentality from day one and I've you know I've always had it and the and the advertisers now know it.
1: And yeah.
0: They'd be disappointed if I suddenly started like trying to do reviews or instructional shade or anything like that. It's just plus yeah. all that stuff you can find in two seconds online you now of YouTube. It's just a, it's just the way it is. That's not where the value
1: is yeah. anymore, you know. So Uh, Another big component of what you started too, because it's, it's, I was looking through, I was looking at the website today. I'm like, I, you know, I could talk to Tom for like three hours without any notes, but I'm like, I should, you know, try to get a little more professional and like take some notes. Uh, but like as much as you like are known for this magazine that is on print media, you print it out, you send it out. Like you touch all the modalities, man. It's like, you got the podcast, you, right. you know, I think it was like 2006, you started the video awards, which is like the anti-magazine as a movie. Right. You know what I mean? I, and, right. and you have a, a, a huge following on social media. You know what I mean? It It's, it's like a full frontal assault of all sensory <laughs> devices. Well, I,
0: um, I appreciate that. Like, thank yeah, you. I, I I don't do as much online as I could. And I I used to be much more worried about that. I still think I could have a much more robust, like, um, if news is breaking this week, let's say, you know, and I, and and, and we do that occasionally, like this, you know, last winter when they made that decision on the OP about the steelhead, you know, we had stuff up there right away. Um, And that's, I think that is really important. And moving forward, I would probably do more of that. But but the problem is too many online sorts of magazine, whether you're talking about social media based or the website, is then you get into this, uh, it's all about volume. And so you have every story, it just becomes a mile wide and an inch thick right none of it is is really worth reading because really good journalism takes a lot of time and effort and and work and that's really what people want to see there but it's been fascinating to me to watch i mean just even in the past year and a half you know you used to be able to click on any of these major newspapers in the country and just read away yeah not more yeah. You know, you might get a story or two, but then yeah, they want to pay. And 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 that model I think will will probably work its way more and more into magazines as well. I mean, I I've a lot of people watch you just put the whole thing online. And it's like, Well, they don't mean in not in replace of print, but just yeah, put it all up there. And I was like, Well, I kinda wanna give people have reason to have to buy it. You know, I'm not just going to give the stuff away. I may do that and have them pay for it, you know, but, um, and, and a lot of it came from the pandemic, obviously. Yeah. You know, when, when they were given the New York times and the Washington post and whatever, were giving the pandemic news away. And then a reader would see something else they like, and they're like, well, that's going to cost you buck 99 a month or whatever. Yeah, totally. But they got millions of subscribers out of that, you know? And, uh, and there's now i think it's it's um it's encouraging to me i mean not even talking about the drake but just the importance of local reporting i think a lot of people realized both during the pandemic and also the all the fires last year and this year all of a sudden people around the country were like how do i find out what's going on in my town the totally. newspaper was a business you know, Facebook is what Facebook is, yeah. you know, and so a lot of these smaller town newspapers, a lot of them have, have survived by charging just a little bit for people. And, and because if you want, I mean, both the fires and the pandemic where people wanted to know updates 10 times a day.
1: Yeah. Right, yeah. there was
0: just nowhere else to get that, but yeah. your own community. So, I, I, it's it's taken a long time to kind of figure out the financial model of this, and I don't think it'll ever go back to how it was, and that's yeah. probably fine, you know. Yeah. Um. But with you know, with the Drake, the the for the most part, say seventy, eighty percent of the stories in the Drake are pretty evergreen right they're they're just good stories you could read them pick up one from 10 years ago and it's still going to be as interesting as a
1: yeah for sure
0: and most of the the news type stuff is more the sorts of thing that if i have it in the magazine i'm also putting it online with the hot links and comments and all that kind of stuff it's more you know and that's a that's a it's a model that's worked for me
1: you know how did the how did the video awards come into play Cause I mean, no mention in any of this, if you said like, yeah, I, I, you know, came out of this video industry or make my own movies. <laughs>
0: like, well, I can tell you exactly how that happened. It's yeah. funny you ask about it because, uh, I don't know if you watched it, but the, the past few weeks that the hundred foot wave. Oh thing yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, I haven't watched the series yet, but I watched halfway through like that first episode and um i can't even remember the guy's name andy or i can't remember who it was that's the main character in there but the big wave surfer guy yeah he goes up and gets an award this is maybe quarter of the way into that first episode and he gets an award and that is the 2000 i want to say 2003 maybe 2004 uh surfer poll awards Okay. And that was that was Surfer magazine that started that. Yeah. The Surfer Poll Awards was also the Surfer Video Awards. Well, I was at Powder. I was working for Surfer Publications at that time.
1: Gotcha. I started
0: and and Powder magazine copied Surfer magazine. Surfer was the first one to do it and they
1: gotcha. just had
0: the great it was like an academy award for surf films. Right? And then they, the Surfer Poll was a reader poll. They picked who the their favorite surfer was of the year or whatever. And that's what that yeah. guy in that show, that first episode, on different way If he goes up and gets that. Well, that's where the video awards came from. I mean, I had come from Powder. I was working at Powder.
1: And you were year. the editor of Powder, right? I was the
0: editor of Powder, yes. Yeah. In 2000, uh, I started there in 2004, 2005, 2006, left in 2007. But we had the Powder video awards. But gotcha. there were, there were, you Know a dozen or two dozen ski movies made every year, yeah. In 2006, I was like, Well, I, I, there's not that many films out, so I'll let's do this five minutes of fly fishing video award, and that's how it started. I was just asking for five minute clips, gotcha. but I, gotcha. I put that in the ad in the Drake in the 2006 issue for 10 films five minutes long and hogan i knew of three that existed
1: yeah no 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 <laughs> no, no i no. I, I yeah <laughs> you know and yeah it
0: was travis and ben made i was black just gonna canyon.
1: say this is like travis and yeah. ben with the black canyon this is yeah, yeah that
0: was the first one and then they got the running down the man was in that first 2006 but it's a lot of them, the same guys it's it's you know r.a yep was there and 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 then it it slowly picked up with that first year i think one of the films was shot on like some dude's camera phone or something. I knew it was, there was, yes. but it was a really cool event at the time. It was, that was here in Denver and nobody had seen that yeah. sort of stuff before. So, and then the films themselves just got better and better. And, and then uh, five or six years of that. And I switched it to what is now similar to what Surf and Powder was doing, which is like a, Academy Awards you're just seeing clips of the best category of saltwater yeah you know freshwater whatever um but that's that's how it all started it was just it was good timing on my part but it's not like it was some original idea i just was doing
1: yeah <laughs> so I was, yeah yeah and I, and,
0: I, and in that in that building was surfer surfing skateboarder bike powder i mean i was surrounded with these action sports and when I brought it up with fly fishing, of course, they all just laughed. They're like, oh, yeah, that'll be thrilling. You
1: know, yeah.
0: <laughs> having no idea what the sort of things that people do in fly fishing when they're trying to get you a GT or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, and it turns out the variety in fly fishing is, you know, a thousand times what any of those other sports Oh, is. well, it, so,
1: you know, it's... yeah it's,
0: because of the species and location and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's it's, I think of those those first few video awards. Cause you would post the full video on the right. website, you know? Right. Right. And <laughs> like how to start with, I mean, you're right. It was Ben and Travis and RA that were the dudes mm. that were making films. And like, I've been on video shoots in the last couple years where I'm with some of these young hip filmmakers and they're like, well, yeah, dude, that's why I picked up a camera like that. <laughs> like, cause like, I saw these two dudes films. It was like the, the Drake movie awards and you just throwing those up on a website. Anybody can watch them. Like right. how many dudes that are like in their late twenties now or early thirties? Like that was the thing that got them to pick up a camera. I mean, it has to be. Cause I mean, it was like, it, it, it was like yeah, two that's, or that's three that's years, do, but it was like that- two or three years of like, like you're saying like three dudes making movies. Right. And then, like, there's a hundred dudes making movies overnight. And, I mean, I'm sure there's the democratization of technology and all that stuff that's taken place. But, like...
0: Sure, sure, sure. But the the, the AEG guys were part of that. For, not all the guys that are involved, like, now. But they were really part of that first scene as well. You know? Yeah, I mean, the, um, They had gone down to... New Zealand and they were they were walking around the show trying to get yeah sponsors and and uh
1: what was um, it the Trout Bum Diaries and Mikey Weir yeah. and those guys yeah, were doing yeah. it yep, yep yeah yep, Mikey yep.
0: Weir kind of went with them down to New Zealand and then yeah and then uh South America and um and uh yeah it's, it's a I mean Justin Crump was part of that original group. yeah but he left right away and stayed as uh uh you know, now he's just a fishing guide or <laughs> uh, whatever. But but a few of them are still making, like, films and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> it's just a uh, cool to look back on it and think. Well, it's, it's just like, funny,
1: like, how else would, like, people... If you had not put those films online as part of the Drake Movie Awards and, like... How would people have seen those films? You know what I mean. Like, well, they just- didn't
0: even know. They couldn't even. <laughs> when I went to the first fly fishing trade show in Utah, yeah, um, there, uh, like Ryan Davies was that. He was one of the early parts. Of the yeah, Utah, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But- yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. handful
0: of guys that got it but even walking around trying to get sponsorship they either thought one of two things either oh so like a river runs through it <laughs> or or instructional i mean they could like even, an old
1: 3m video right, with right. uh you right. know the, the
0: the mikey weir credit because he, he did like he made half of a movie that was kind of like in that
1: yes Mikey definitely took like the skater film, snowboard film. But he
0: still had to have, he had like maybe half of it was kind of instructional as well. And then would kind of like tag that out onto the end because nobody would give you money. They couldn't even picture what it would be, you know, like with a story and that sort of thing. And that was really where, I mean, lots of people made great movies, but Ben and Travis was head and tails above, you know, we're just lucky that, Travis was really into fly fishing (laughs) because Ben was super talented as well, but he, he really didn't care that much about fly fishing, you know, and they, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy that we are still fighting and talking about pebble mine. Yeah. Because until they made that movie, I mean, I, I still give that thing credit for really being the first, any kind of media out there that was interesting enough that people were going to watch it and become engaged in the, in the, and protecting it. Yeah. And and that was 16 years ago, almost.
1: Well, that's (laughs) You know, I was thinking about that. I mean, there is a whole, as the sport has grown, I mean, there's a, there's gotta be a whole generation of people that have not seen the black Canyon video, the sure, the, you know, red gold have not seen running down the man Eastern horizons. (laughs) Like these are like, that's like going back and listening to the white album. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, those are, those, those movies, I'd put those up against anything that's come out or is out. Like those are sure. just,
0: it was kind of like a second wave there. Like around, like after just a couple of years where like Will Benson and yeah. and that kind of crew, that was really had some great saltwater yeah. um, stuff and, and doing just, and everything was getting so much better, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean I made feeding time that two thousand four yeah and it, it was three or four years there was no there were no forget drones or anything there wasn't even a there was no GoPros right it was yeah. like you had to duct tape some camera to your hat and <laughs> plug it into yeah you know a big g l two camcorder um it was really like skateboarders that was the camera I used was a uh gl2 was a Canaan, but they're big heavy yeah you know it was a little mini yeah digi tapes and let me tell you putting those awards together at that time and i went to i had friends at warren miller that helped me pull that sort of stuff together because i you just had every different format and type <laughs> of it wasn't like it was now you could just no i mean it, it, you know like the equivalent of eight tracks being sent like it was from Germany. I mean, it was so hard to figure out. It was,
1: uh,
0: a lot. I mean, but now it's, it's better. Yeah. (laughs) But it is fun to go back and, and, Oh,
1: absolutely. I uh, I was watching a bunch of RAs old movies a while back and it's like, I mean, man, that stuff's as good as it, it's as good as it was. It's as good then as it is now, man. I mean, yeah.
0: R.A. was the best at going, like, he could go out, he kind of did it all himself.
1: Yes. You know, first
0: yeah. year, the time. And I just had, so R.A. and I just reconnected um, the, in the spring and went to, Yeah, I,
1: I, I want to see this footage because I'm pretty good friends the- with R. I I talk to R.A. quite oh, regularly. Yeah, right. and-
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, Arian as well? Yes, <laughs> I do.
1: I do. I do.
0: So it's, it's, uh, it's good. I mean, they're both really talented. And he's just... You know, they're both funny and
1: like, yes.
0: lighthearted. But um so that 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 stories and this issue and I it's just funny. I write a little bit about it in the magazine, but it's I said something about going to these consumer shows, you know, and I'm and I have the new magazine out and I'd be so proud about some three thousand word feature story i had slaved on for months <laughs> and people come up and all they want to hear about is Clyde. Where's Clyde at? Well, he got- <laughs> It's just, it's amazing that, that's, that the connection people made to that car and some of it are actually people just, they'll just see the car and it was, it just, it was like the cool car in the seventies. Right. (laughs) Oh
1: yeah.
0: It's barely hanging on now, but yeah, we went down to Tennessee and had a really cool, and I was, uh, stuck in Arkansas for like a year and a half, (laughs) but that was, uh, you know, that, that was, uh. R. A. and I just made an old dumb movie, and then I was like, "Oh, what are I going to do with this card?" Pretty soon, here we are. So it was, it's ten years this year from when we started. Clyde's, <laughs>
1: Clyde's been Clyde's been a Drake thing for ten years now.
0: Ten years. Wow. Yeah. We so, so that. for
1: the listeners, t- t- give the give the back of the baseball card of okay. Clyde.
0: So I'm in Fort Collins, living in Fort Collins, and R. A. and I just wanted to make this. Dumb little movie. It was totally his idea, called "Guiding Goes Gangster."
1: <laughs> Dude, and, I love it. It kind of
0: looks like a gangster car. Oh
1: right? yeah, and, I mean that's. I mean, with we, a little bit of work, tried, that's like we a. S-
0: around, we I had done something similar at Powder. We bought a old cop car, like in Vegas, <laughs> and it, and and. But that was just a six issue thing. Maybe we did it two years, but it was. You know cars started with its tires in the Pacific Ocean, ended in the. Atlantic. We had it skiing, which is so much harder than, yeah. you know, this year. Yeah. So, but he wanted to make this video. So we made it. I think we paid 1600 bucks for this thing, but it was funny because a couple of the places that we called, we kind of had an idea. That was kind of the car we wanted to get. Yeah. And they were, a couple sellers were reluctant to sell it because they thought we were buying it for a demo derby. <laughs> Seriously. Because that car is that, that like car yeah wire station wagon. I mean, it has a 460 in it.
1: Jeez. That thing
0: doesn't. There's no other car like. I mean, there's a couple muscle cars around that time that had that or something close. But those are those are like for a F250 or something. You
1: know, yeah,
0: a massive engine for the the car at the time. Um, yeah, we're like, no, no, we're just gonna use it for this. I mean, now it kind of looks like it's been in a demo derby, but it, <laughs> it's uh. But so we got it there in Fort Collins and made that video, and then it uh, just like sat at my place for a year, trying to figure out what to do with it. And, and Jeff, I read about this in is, this issue. Jeff took it and Will Rice and actually Copi, the photo guy at Fly Fish Journal, right?
1: Yeah. 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 yeah and,
0: yeah. Uh, and they, and they, they took it up to, uh, I think Kobe was like in Carbondale or something <laughs> like that. And then he took it, Copi drove it all the way from there to Utah. Um, and, uh, and hand it off and it's i was trying to do the math but it's like at least 60 writers and photographers combined that have that have taken this thing and it, it and it's been declared dead so many times i mean <laughs> like like 2012 i and like said this thing's done yeah and it's never done <laughs> they're just too young to know what to do you yeah. know yeah. and you go find some. You find the guy across the street who's sixty five instead said twenty five. He's just like, just put oil in it. Okay? you will be <laughs> fine. <laughs> but so then it's yeah, it's it's uh, a lot of people have have taken first spin. It's always kind of a pain in the ass trying to find. You know, I've flown more places, random places, where it just got left to the
1: bed. <laughs> just to find that, it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but it's always some great. You know, when am I? When else would I go to fly to northern Louisiana?
1: Yeah, I know. that's true.
0: No, it was in northern Louisiana. Uh, yeah,
1: like, I don't know a town in northern Louisiana. But
0: uh, but um, yeah, that that first year. Well, you're in. Yeah, you know, you're. Isn't this podcast supposed to be about northern California? Kind of right.
1: Oh uh, yeah, we talked. I talked to people all over the place. So right.
0: <laughs> well, I just mean that the car headed that direction. I mean, it went to uh, Park City. I mean, it went to went to Utah um where core Kruposh, who's my web guy yeah uh they took it and he went out on a road trip out to you know steelhead fishing in northern Cal, and then passed it on to ryan peterson and <laughs> that's where ryan peterson and this has been one of the great if i look back on it how many people met
1: because of Clyde, like, <laughs> that's like, awesome.
0: Uh, like the gr- you Clyde ask,
1: the Great if Conduit. <laughs> if you
0: ask Ryan Peterson uh, or John Sherman now how they met, that's how they met. They'd never met each other, and Ryan had never been in a bass boat, and he gets oh, in Sherman's wow. boat, and he's just like, "Oh, hang on!" All of a sudden, <laughs> Peterson's like, "Holy shit!" And, <laughs> and then you know those guys ended up going you know, to Russia together and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But that was uh, that. That was. That was early. That was like 2012 or something like that, and that was one of the places I had to fly to out to get it. And it was like June or July in in you know where the fly shop is. What is that? Redding. Redding. Oh God, 115 degrees. No AC in this thing. And I drove it from there all the way up to Oregon. It was June because I remember I was going up to see my dad for Father's Day, and I drove that big ass black (laughs) car leaving. Reading, I'm like, it is so
1: hot. This thing. Oh, dude. <laughs> you like yeah. look, Dad? I made it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, but there's there's always some some story with that.
1: So from from Oregon, uh, I I know you are a a uh, a devout OSU college football fan. Is, yeah, I am. Did you grow up in Oregon? Did you go to OSU? Yeah, like I, no one I was, chooses to be an Oregon State football fan. Like that. Oh, you're
0: criticizing Oregon State. We <laughs> oh. should talk about Oregon State's record against your. Favorite I know team.
1: 2013, 2013, but it, it's no. not. It's it's not a pop.
0: 2013. I'm talking about 2001.
1: The Fiesta Bowl. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fiesta Bowl and then yeah. I'm talking about 2004.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I can't remember the score. Let me look. No, oh, it was like 21 weird. to
1: 34. It was not pretty. It was not. Oh, you wish it was 21 to
0: 34. <laughs> you don't get me going down this road and shut me up that It was 41 <laughs> to nine, brother. And it was, you only got, it was 41 to three yes. until about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And we just took all our players off and let you score a touchdown. Yeah, they took all we the scholarship players
1: it. off. Yeah. Now, I was trying to look was that a Mike Riley team or a Dennis Erickson team? No,
0: that was Dennis Erickson. Okay. 2001 yeah and the quarterback at that time is now our coach
1: okay okay yep yeah
0: and that was uh it's funny you look back on those teams because people were just like i mean the beaves were terrible forever oh yeah it's funny because i was listening to one of those i was driving so it was like a espn like 30 for 30 sort of thing but it was on the radio This was just a few weeks ago and they were going the the topic was the miami hurricanes and how great they were you know Yeah, uh, and and that's where erickson was before he came yes yes uh, yes 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 I, I, i'd kind of forgotten some of his history that he he was like at idaho or some came out of nowhere and they hire him to come down to university of miami the year after they win the national championship and everybody at that school that town are like who in the hell is this cornbread <laughs> eaten yeah like they didn't know where idaho wasn't a map. Yeah. And they won it again. Like yeah. I mean just uh yeah, but yeah. So he ends up there and brought some of that you could say cockiness, you could also come up with some other words,
1: like we weren't <laughs> Criminality. Criminality.
0: <yeah. laughs> I mean there was there was like the pat down after they got a interception, some of that sort yeah, of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um but you know, looking back on on those teams and some of the players we had i mean chad johnson and tj hushmanzada were both on that team and they were both all pros with the Bengals.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> but
0: nobody remembers i mean i think they were both one and done at oregon state but one of those uh one of those chad johnson documentaries are one of those yeah at this time he had become uh uh, Chad Ocho right? Yes, yes,
1: yes, like reality yes, yes, yeah.
0: But one of the best quotes ever was his. Uh, it was like, Yeah, my best four years of college I ever had was a semester I spent at Oregon State. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's funny because <laughs> like they were, they were, they were nails for a long time. Well, not a long time, but for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, no,
0: we, we, we stayed good. Like yeah. at, that was the first time we'd ever been that good though. Notre Dame had no idea what they were rolling into. No. It's like, we hey, eight. We're gonna come out there and crush. But we finished fourth in the country if it, and we barely lost to Washington State, or I mean we came we would have been national champs. Yeah. I and mean, it was a you know barely lost that was the only loss of the year and we were just, you know, really, really good. And then Riley came along and we had we were never that good, but we were never bad either. Which we've been nothing but bad for three decades. So
1: no, I mean, you, you beat um, Notre Dame twice, so I, I can't say yeah. nothing.
0: Yeah. That, that second one. And I was at that Fiesta Bowl game. I was at both of them. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm not a, I'm a big fan.
1: Like, well, I no, and I, and I can relate. <laughs> I mean, I live in Chico, California and I've season tickets oh, to God. a football team in Indiana. So, you know,
0: I mean, I, I can't, um, I haven't not seen a Beavers play in a game, you know, since I was at school
1: there. So, uh, so that, that's the, that's the, you're an alumnus. You are an alumnus. I am. I, am. Okay. I went to, okay. uh,
0: from Oregon, Western Oregon, uh, went to the army for two years, went straight to Oregon state. After gotcha. Got gotcha. So, um, yes. And, and I still, I spend a lot of time on the Oregon coast during the winter, just about a hour and a half west of Corvallis. Yeah.
1: So, I will say Oregon state and you, I mean, I'm as, Equal Notre Dame fan is to your Oregon State and just college football junkie. I travel all over the country to watch college football, but like the two greatest like t shirt and phrases based on mascots I have ever <laughs> found are the Oregon State Beavers and the South Carolina Gamecocks. Like yeah, fan yeah. store, like off campus <laughs> stores, not like the official campus bookstore, but right, like right. I literally, I, I'm in my office and I can. There is South Carolina Gamecock stickers and Beeves stickers in here. That I, I my well, podcast has a, a, uh, a, I guess a censored rating or whatever it is, explicit rating, but I still don't feel comfortable reading these stickers because,
0: uh, they, they, I mean, that Oregon State had a really good women's basketball team for a long time, way better, oh, than yeah, and they played South Carolina. And even the women, I mean, you can just see everybody <laughs> throughout the whole, Oh, now, <laughs> The announcers we're just like so careful to not, and then you throw the USC Trojans in there and there's, like, totally. yeah, there's
1: no, there has yeah. got to be some great t-shirts made for the <laughs> USC game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're always, they're yeah. always have, but, uh, yeah. South Carolina one is special. Yeah. For, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this year. Oregon state has definitely done well with the, uh,
1: portal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, we kind of had to, right. We didn't, it, nobody's like thinking, oh, I'm just dying to go to Oregon state, you know, totally. uh, cause we haven't been good in a while and had a really kind of a tough run there. A couple shit coaches and whatnot. But, um, but I feel pretty good about where we're at. So right is the now. new
1: guy going to is, so the new guy is a Jonathan
0: Smith. Okay.
1: And he's a Riley disciple. So he comes out of the Mike Riley school.
0: No, no, he was uh, Erickson. And, well, he played for Erickson, but then he was uh, he coached at Boise State as an assistant, and then he was defensive coordinator up at University of Washington. So he had some experience.
1: Oh, okay. Before. So he comes um, out of the uh, Peterson. The, yes. Uh, yes. Very much okay. so. That, okay.
0: that country. Correct. Gotcha. Um, and he's good. I mean, it's just uh, alumni going back and coaching their schools does not have a great track record.
1: No. You know? Charlie Weiss.
0: Uh, but. <laughs> as a quarterback I've just been super impressed I mean he he just has such a great uh he just pays attention to so much more of the clock management and things like that that people that aren't ex quarterbacks oftentimes struggle with right yeah I mean absolutely game, game man, management yeah yeah he was a great uh player for the, I mean the guy he's not tall not some super I and mean, we finished fourth in the country I mean he was a really good yeah. Player that wasn't going to go beyond that. But I think he's been a good coach and his whole demeanor. Um, I just, I, I really like the guy, but he's relatively quiet, you know, for yeah. a head coach. But those moments, um, like we beat the Ducks last year in football and basketball, which is unheard of for yeah. us. Yeah. But that was a perfect example of one that had it not been. Him calling the shots, it would have been so easy to screw up the time management in those sorts yeah. of games. Well, and, and so we, uh, we we win a lot of those sorts of close games, you know.
1: Well, and the thing is, too, he's recruited. He went from Boise to Washington to Oregon State. Like he's recruited right. on the East Coast for ever. Like that's huge. Yeah, he had
0: that. And that and also, is huge. We have a the quarterback from that was at Colorado last year.
1: Oh, he, wow! He's one of the
0: ones. That, and it wasn't really i mean he's a good successful quarterback but he's from oregon and peterson had recruited him when he was at washington gotcha and and uh so i don't know i as a, as far as the quarterback situation in the we're we're pretty good we have you know no real top 20 type qb but there we have several that are really good
1: well and you the pack 12 one guy you...
0: goes down we're not going to be uh in trouble
1: yeah and the pac-12 dude of any division is a division i feel like anybody can beat anybody you know what i mean like it it just feels like there is always upsets there is you know what i mean like it it just feels like in the pac-12 like the kind of national rankings go out the window and you know it It is
0: that that's why for a school like us those portals were uh, just a lifesaver. I mean, you you know, before you could spend fifteen years being bottom of the barrel, and there's really nothing you're going to do about it and who's going to come play for you. Yeah, but now these guys are like, oh, I'm I'm benched here. I'm I'm second string. Okay, well I can go start at Oregon State, right? Totally. And, and we and we have players coming from SEC schools that couldn't even have found Oregon on a map if they, you know. And all yeah. of a sudden, like, oh wow, this is. But and I hate to admit it because I hate the ducks, but. That has helped our brand because anybody that knows from a relatively small state like yeah, Oregon or you name it, go across, you know, Kansas. Yeah. I, if you get outside of our state, nobody knows the difference between Oregon and Oregon State. They,
1: no, <laughs> people no. People
0: confuse them all the time. They, they know that one of them's good. You
1: know? <laughs> well, with the success of Oregon and Washington, yeah. University of Washington over the last couple of years, like it's legitimized right. Pacific Northwest football is basically, yeah. you know what I mean? Like.
0: Ducks are good. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a legit, You it feels like a pro stadium walking down into Austin. Watson, yeah. Uh, with that. But it's a, it is a, it is a cool place to watch a game. I'll give them that. Yeah. A lot of Nike money down there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say, you know, All right. so, um, um, what games do you have on the calendar this year? What games are you going to? Well, for sure. Uh, I
0: think it's September 10th. I think it's, Hawaii, but we have, I'm going back there for some alumni golf thing, which is a joke. I would just want a golf club probably three, (laughs) years. but, uh, and so that game, and then I'm sure I'll get back for one or two. And then I have friends coming here because these play at Colorado this year. Oh,
1: nice. That's what's
0: fun about when they came into the pac 12 and I was out here, I was like, well, that's cool.
1: Yeah. They're, yeah. You
0: know? at least every other year that, that gives my friends a reason to come out to Boulder and yeah. it's in November. So it could be, you know, 70 degrees or so on.
1: But, yeah. Yeah. um,
0: but so I, uh, if i go out there at, at, and I might stay out there for a few weeks. And I mean, if they're on a winning streak, it's just funny looking back over. The, I can, a lot of times think of, remember games based on where I was, fishing.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And I,
0: I I spent I've made several trips up to British Columbia during Steelhead season up there and, and just I remember I mean just vividly in my head several times over the years where I'm sitting, I'm at a run, I'm up dark, I drove all the way up, I'm sitting there in my waiters <laughs> listening to a game. Right. <laughs>
1: like, oh dude.
0: somehow somehow got it on the radio or, or you know and uh and just listening to I mean, maybe it's up there, maybe it's, you know, on the Owyhee in Eastern Oregon, but so just the, the number of places where, and look, I can say the same thing about the Blazers, but during the fall, usually out fishing somewhere and I'll, I'll be sitting there listening to the
1: game. Oh yeah. No, like my clients straight up know, like if they book a day, if they book a Saturday in like September yeah. through November, like the game's yeah. on in the boat, like Catholic radio right. is on.
0: Oh, I also only fish with orange and black on Saturdays.
1: (laughs) Good man. Good man. That's a year round thing. Well, you know.
0: Luckily, they're great colors for steelhead anyway, but.
1: Totally. My new boat is uh, Notre Dame gold. So, (laughs) and not the new gold, not the, not the new gold, like the old gold. So. Yeah. uh, I
0: just. Love talking to Notre Dame fans because we have a winning record against virtually nobody, and oh, it's one gosh. of the best college football in the history of college football. And we're two and zero oh, and again, <laughs>
1: totally teams, huge games,
0: both bowl games. We
1: yes. Yeah. Well, and both bowl yeah. games where we were heavily favored.
0: Oh right! Like how yeah. are you not? Gonna,
1: yeah. yeah. Right? Like yeah. Yeah. That, that. That that fiesta, fiesta goal, bowl.
0: It was like. It was like Insight Bowl or something. They were both in Phoenix. I know. Yes,
1: that. yes, they were both uh, in Phoenix. I
0: I think Insight Bowl was like like where the baseball team plays or something. If I remember, yeah. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's. I'll never forget that 2001. I mean, that was a that was a shoe, that shocked shoe.
1: the world, dude. That shocked and, the uh, world.
0: I'll tell you one more story about that. Is that I was working at Paddler Magazine at the time mm-hmm. in Steamboat. Yeah, and one of my good friends was the photo editor at Outside. His name was Rob Haggard. And he was a photo editor at Outside Magazine for four or five years around that time. Mm -hmm. And he had called, this is a couple months earlier, and invited me to write a story. We were going to India (laughs) on a 10-day rafting trip. And I was writing a story. And I'd only written a couple stories for Outside. So it was a big deal. They offered to me, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And as soon as I found out that that game was going on i had to call him and cancel it. I, I, I helped him find another writer but he couldn't fathom he's like what <laughs> you're turning down a trip to india to go watch a football game and yes. like, Sid, you don't understand <laughs> <But> <laughs> this isn't just a football game we may never be this good again and here we are that so was 20 years ago <laughs> and we haven't been close before so it was it was worth it it's like this is what i do. oh like, yeah no, they, I could be national champions after this game, bro. I, I'm not I'm not missing it.
1: But no. oh. I also
0: I, I did go and watch them win the uh World Series, college World Series. Oh well, yeah. Super, super cool uh deal. Um not nearly as big a college baseball fan, but we're we're pretty good at baseball. We won
1: oh Pat, Pat I mean Pat Casey's one of the best college baseball coaches in the history of the sport. Yeah, like
0: well, I went to high school with him. I really? Mean, it was obviously way older than me but it was uh uh yeah newburgh high Schools had like sister in my class and all, so we done uh, knew each other went to the same church back wow the, uh, and so uh you know our families are, are pretty close so all that just made it all the cooler you know i mean it, it one of my college friends went with me to that game and we <laughs> you know afterwards we go to the hotel where the team is yeah and uh, and we, and I didn't say anything to my friend, but I just walk up to, to Pat. Hey, Pat, you know, I was talking about, oh, yeah, 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 I just, I, yeah, I just saw Aunt Mary Sue. <laughs> my buddy looks at me and he's like, Aunt Mary Sue, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's just funny.
1: You know? Oh, man. But, uh,
0: I, I, Baseball's like that. You can do those sorts of things. Absolutely. Easier.
1: Absolutely. Well, Uh, man, that, uh, Pat Casey is like, I, I coached high school baseball, played high school, but you know, I'm a big baseball guy. Absolutely. And like, I've seen him talk at a few coaches clinics and like when that guy speaks, says anything, I listen, man. I mean, that guy, he's got it figured out, you know?
0: Yeah. Some really good teams. Yeah. And just
1: a good, you know, like in a day and age where, you know, the last time I saw him speak is it's a number of years ago, I stopped coaching baseball, but he, you know, in a day and age where kids are, you know, playing 300 days of baseball, starting at like 10 years old, never doing anything else. I remember him saying, he's like, dude, I don't recruit kids that are one sport athletes. (laughs) Right. Right. Here is like the college world. This is like, this is the guy that all these kids are trying to play for. Right. And he just looks out and is like, dude, I don't recruit one sport athletes. Sorry, <laughs> it like just shatters people's Correct. conception well, and, of.
0: And on top of it, you, just you had to have any angle. I mean, you just <laughs> there's you know two hundred days of rain a year. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, and but Adley Rutschman is the perfect example for that. You know, he was our catcher. He won the championship there in 2018, 19, and he gets drafted number one and he was the kicker for the football team.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't and know he, that. He,
0: oh, yeah. And uh who's the great the uh, um running back for is it is it Tampa? He uh, he uh he went to high school here in Denver and his dad was also played for the.
1: I'm not sure. Uh, I don't follow the NFL as close for as the I do Broncos. college. Well,
0: it was, it was, he, 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 uh, he was at Stanford.
1: Oh, and, uh, m- uh, what, yeah, the small yeah, guy. McCaffrey. 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 Yeah. Right. I so, watched so, McCaffrey <laughs> destroy <laughs> Notre Dame. <laughs> so, the, yeah.
0: This is, Ru- Rushman goes out there. He's, you know, catcher, goes out, kicks a field goal, and was also, the kickoff guy and he tackles McCaffrey (laughs) and and that's when if uh if uh if Pat was telling the story he said yeah that's when that's where he drew the line so you can go out there and kick but you don't need to be trying to tackle (laughs) McCaffrey coming back (laughs) no Uh, no that was a a big highlight you know I mean all-star pitcher all-star catcher and his so I'm driving from, uh, you'll appreciate the story for the bass fishing side of it. Yeah. Dude, part of the reason that I love going to the Baseball World Series, College World Series, is I'm driving from Denver and I get to fish these 43 state parks along I-80. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: Here, yeah, and and they're just these fantastic, uh, almost all over my large mouth. Bass ponds. They're just, they're just small, right? Like but Midwest, Omaha, like, yeah. it's like a seven hour, what's that?
1: They're just like Midwest, you know, lakes on the off the highway.
0: Yeah. Off the freeway. And they're, yeah. they're there because when they built the freeway, the one of the guys from the department of transportation is like in the 60s, 70s building, you know, from here to Omaha, whatever that is, you know, yeah. seven hours or whatever. He's like, well, we have to dig all this we have to dig these holes anyway for the off ramps and the overpasses you're, you're following the platte river the whole way let's just leave them and put bass in them and they did and and they're phenomenal because they're they're so small that there's no motorboats on them it's just a yeah. kind of a float tube thing and it was it was so cool I mean Hogan I, I, I spent two days <laughs> both both coming and going I've done this like three times
1: oh my then, gosh uh i'll then, fly to denver or, or wherever and do that with you dude, next time you do it bass I mean, and baseball
0: so <laughs> like you're you're fishing the first ones like you're only three hours or so from here and they're it's just hilarious because it's you know you got semis driving by <laughs> it, but once you get on those ponds i mean they're you've got the cattails and everything you know it's structure around the edges yeah. and the, there's great fishing and i mean you just get focused on that and you you know, you forget completely that you're that close to the, to the freeway. But anyway, I'm 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 doing that fishing, and I'm driving there, and I'm hearing these guys, you know, on ESPN talk all day about the game, and people calling in and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think I've maybe called into a radio station twice in my life, <laughs> but I called them there watch because all they could talk about was when He was by far the best player. I knew that, you know, he's yeah. phenomenal, clutch and hitter, and. I called in and said, this is something you may not know that his grandfather is the only coach in history to have a national championship in football and baseball. Wow. And they're like, is that true? That can't be true. And I was like, yeah, it was at Linfield college.
1: Oh learned- yeah. It's yeah, okay. It was right.
0: right next- so it wasn't division one, but still, I mean, still guy- a title. Yeah. 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 And, and they won it several times in, in football. And it's, I don't know NIAI maybe or yeah at the time division three four or whatever but um, but yeah so that's it was definitely in his blood
1: that's awesome
0: <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: well man we're uh, we're getting up on an hour and I, I usually try to wrap wrap up the show I I definitely can talk college sports probably for a whole yeah. lot longer and and in another. Oh, in another life I'm going to be a I'm going to start my college sports podcast. So Oh,
0: I love it. When I listen to fishing podcasts, as soon as I go off of fishing is typically when I get more
1: <laughs> Yeah, and it's like I I I could literally with most people talk about <laughs> like not talk about fishing, but I kind of feel obligated cuz I think people listen to the right. podcast to get some fish, right, fishing right. info, so like I kind of got to yeah. So. Well, man, tell the listeners how they can find the Drake and kind of if you got anything coming up, I um you know, if they want to subscribe, check out the magazine, watch any of the movie award clips, any of that stuff.
0: Yeah, well, the the, the summer issue is is tardy and just going out, but it, <laughs> it's uh, it's fantastic. Um, the, uh, I, mean, I don't say that sort of things like, "Hey, this is my magazine that's so fantastic." But there's just some really great writers that I maybe only get once every three or four years, and there's some there's a couple really really. Uh, cool stories and that's one, i think people are going to enjoy um and you can order those things on the website but i always encourage people i still have roughly 300 shops that around the country that carry the magazine yeah and i always tell people to go in there and they get them first even before subscribers
1: they do get them <laughs> so, before subscribers i have noticed <laughs> yeah, that.
0: That's, that that's my biggest bill is that damn fedex bill to flash shops but but it's just uh i just like shops they've always supported me in the magazine and anything that'll you know a lot of you know these are they're fly fishermen they're going to use it as an excuse to say they got to go get the magazine and they're gonna buy you know things when they get in there so um so that that be be looking for that within the next couple weeks to show up at their cool door cool um but that's it and the and the uh video awards We'll be in October, pending, you know, some decisions that all of us have to make. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Around us. But um, those are online and they'll happen. If they don't happen now, they're going to happen the next time we have a chance to make it happen. So Yeah.
1: And you can learn all about this stuff at the drakemag.com, yeah. right? It's uh,
0: drakemag.com. No, Drake.
1: Duh. Okay. Drakemag.com.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate having me. Great oh, yo,
1: yeah, man. It's I. I mean, you and me can talk for hours. I make five-minute phone calls to you that I've budgeted five minutes <laughs> for, and we talk an hour. So this is to be expected. <laughs>
0: I, I love it. Well, honestly, I'll say I, just, I love your emphasis on bass. I know it's kind of weird as me being like trout guy in the Rockies and growing up the <laughs> uh, but I Sherman is always blown away. He goes, "You you love green? Bass. I love bass fishing. Hey, that's that's
1: America's of, fish, dude. That's America's uh, it, fish.
0: It, <laughs> I, I really dig it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I All right, guys.
1: Take care. All right, man. I, I Hey, listeners and everybody, yeah. thanks for logging on and checking out the Barbless Podcast. Thanks to our sponsors, Sierra Nevada and Loon Outdoors. And uh, we'll catch you next time.
0: Know better, fish better. Part of the Barbless Podcast Network. Special thanks to our sponsors. Without them, this show would not be possible. Like this episode? Leave a review.